Greetings and welcome to the Redbud Radio Podcast. I'm Trey Bowden, your host and owner of Redbud Mortgage Group here in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City is currently experiencing exponential growth in every sector, including businesses, both large and small, as well as commercial and residential construction. Economists are predicting that over the next 10 years, Oklahoma City will experience a population increase of over 500,000 new residents. The leadership of the Oklahoma City Chamber of Commerce believes the number could push to near 1 million new residents. That's huge growth over the next 10 years. This volume of growth will require those businesses who want to succeed to do business differently. And that's what this podcast is all about. Each week, I will introduce to you business owners and entrepreneurs who think differently and who do business differently. They are the leaders who will serve the burgeoning population with the products and services a fast-growing city needs. My guest today is one of those leaders. He recently moved here to the Oklahoma City area from Texas. That's Tejas or Texas. Is that Hook'em Horns, Kyle? Is that what that is? I guess. Yeah, Hook'em Horns. I don't side with them. Uh, No, no. who Who do you root for? Baylor uh, and oh, Oklahoma State. and Oklahoma State. All right. Well, we have nothing in common, so this interview is over. All right. Thank you very much. He recently moved here from Texas uh, to open a new business, and I had the privilege to spend about a year and a half with this man meeting weekly, and we shared life together. He is one of the most trusted friends that I have and a man whom I have no hesitation recommending to you. His name, well, you've already heard the first one, Kyle. The last one is Draper. Kyle Draper. Welcome to the podcast, Kyle. Trey, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Glad to be here. Glad you're here, buddy. Sure are, man. Listen, I love you. I just got to get that out of the way. I love you. I love you, too. And when I hug Kyle and when he hugs me, we usually pat each other on the back three times. And what do you do when you when you pat me on the back? Do you even know what you do? I don't know. You go, uh, uh, uh. Every oh. time you, you hug me, you just go, uh, uh. Uh, and I love that. That's when man. you know it's good. That's when you know it's really good. So, uh, what brought you to Oklahoma City, Kyle? Well, Trey, uh, several things. Uh, one, you know, I, I grew up in a pastor's home. I, I was a fifth generation pastor, and uh, when I started in ministry in my young twenties, uh, that that was all I knew. Uh, I'd never done anything else. I, I quit college right before I was going to graduate to start interning at our church. And I just couldn't get over the passion I had to serve people. And and the capacity God gave me was through the church. And so I was a student pastor for almost 10 years. And about four years ago, uh, I just got kind of unsettled. Um, I wasn't unhappy, but I knew that something wasn't right. And out of nowhere, God kind of laid this prayer on my heart. And I just began to pray and just say, Lord, if you could ever use me, to reach more men and women and families in a capacity greater than outside the church than inside the church, I have no idea what that looks like, but I just want you to know that I'm open. And I prayed that prayer for about two years, and nothing happened. So for those of you listening that feel like you've been praying something for a while and you haven't heard God speak yet, be patient. Uh, His timing is perfect. And we prayed that prayer for about two years and uh, until our son was born. And when Harrison was born, uh, my wife's from Oklahoma, and, and so we wanted to move here so that he could be raised with his cousins and just have a really awesome family experience. And, and so we uh, actually, we, we listed our house. 
we began the process of moving here, uh, I began interviewing with a, a local church in Oklahoma City, and and we thought that that I was a shoe in for that job, and uh, unbeknownst to us, um, but not a surprise to God, we didn't get it, and and, and in that process, our our home sold. <laughs> and, and so now we're driving back to Dallas with no house, no job, a six-month-old, wondering what in the world is going on. Yeah. And almost that God's kind of abandoning the plan that we thought he'd put in front of us. And about a week later, uh, he reminded me of that prayer uh, of, man, Kyle, what would it look like if you became a businessman? but we're really a pastor on the inside dedicated to serving and loving people. <laughs> and about a week later, I met a guy that owned a roofing company. And uh, one thing led to another. He allowed us to, to move to Oklahoma City to, to launch a, a new office for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, a few months into that, that wasn't working out. And, and God provided us the opportunity in April of last year to launch our, our company, Draper & Sons Construction, and uh, it's just been a whirlwind of incredible highs, incredible lows, a lot of in between. But the the one constant has been there's always been people to serve yeah. all along that way, uh, some in high tide, others in low tide. And, and, and I've got to be the example of riding high on the wave, but I've also got to be the example of being swept under the current. And, and, and being able to show God to those people in both circumstances uh, has just been a really awesome opportunity for me and my family and my wife. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. And a lot of people listening to the podcast may be saying, um, I thought this was a business podcast. It's Red Bud Mortgage Radio or Red Bud Radio, and the guest is Kyle Draper of Draper & Sons Construction, but yet... You've mentioned God and the church and Jesus and the Bible more than you've actually mentioned your business. Um, yeah. And, and you've mentioned that, yes, you're a businessman, and yes, you do a great business, and your business is exploding, literally. How do you mix the two together, your faith and your business? A lot of people are wondering, how do you do that? So how does Kyle Draper do that? Trey, that's a great question. I think one of the things that really helped me uh, was through our givers group that, that you started and is growing like crazy. And we've talked before uh, about ethics and and how in most settings, people have ethics in regards to the circumstance that they're in. So they have family ethics, they have business ethics, they have friend ethics, and, and they act a certain way and, and base the way they act on the surroundings. And I think one of the things that, that you helped me clearly articulate was that there's no such thing as ethics that represent all of those different cubby holes, if you, if you will, that there's just ethics. Yeah, there's one set and, of ethics. And right. what I've decided uh, just through... Um, incredible leaders like you in my life was that I'm not willing to sacrifice the the love I have for Christ yeah. to grow a huge company, <laughs> nor do I feel like I have to, and I can have both. And and I, I think the, the, the easiest way, I guess, for me to sum it up would be that I would rather have a mediocre business and an incredible relationship with him than uh, a meteoric business but then lose my relationship with Jesus in the process. 
And and once you can come to that understanding, then then it makes every decision pretty easy moving forward. What does that look like in your business culture? I mean, you're a roofer. Now, now, there's a little progression in your business, too. When you first started here in Oklahoma City, what kind of roofing did you all do, focus on? We focused early on primarily on residential, right. so shingle roofs for the right. most part. And and those guys, every time there's a storm, there's there's hundreds of them that come through town. And so what's the the general opinion of, of roofing, except, except new businesses that are roofers that haven't been around for 50 years? What's the general impression people have about yeah, that? Yeah, the, the word roofing is pretty much associated with sleazeball or scumbag or <laughs> yeah. loser or deadbeat. Uh, you know, even the ones that have been around forever, sure. they still have the same stigma that yeah. they have to convince people otherwise every day. And, and so what we've done is um, anybody can roof. You, you can put a, a, you know, a group of monkeys up on a roof and teach them how to use a hammer. They can physically put a nail through a shingle. Right. Uh, what other people can't do is all the other things. And, and so what that looks like for us, um, to go back to the, to the book, The Go-Giver, uh, which is incredible. And if you guys haven't read it, please pick it up and read it. Um, it was all about adding more in value than we receive in payment. And, and that, was, that was the statement that really allowed us to bring Draper & Sons to where it is today. And so we've created services that a lot of people would charge for, and people have called us crazy for not charging and offer them for free. And number one, it's a way to add value. But number two, it's a simple way to go, okay, I know what you instantly think of me because of the title I hold. Let me prove to you what we're about before I ever ask you to sign on the dotted line, give me your credit card number, and, and, and to just go about business almost backwards a little bit. <laughs> so what are some of those services that you guys offer for free that other people go, what, are you crazy? So for us, you know, we're actually here in about 10 days, August 1st, uh, Draper & Sons is transitioning to be a full-fledged commercial roofing company. Right, right. So we, we are completely phased out of residential and are going strictly commercial. And so one of the services that we provide is where we will come in for a business owner or a property management group, and we'll catalog their building. Okay. And so what that means is we'll get on their roof, we'll take dozens of pictures of every square inch of that roof, and then we'll put it into a fancy little presentation. We'll give them digital copies of it so that they have records of what their roof looks like today. Good. Because for most businesses, the last place the owner wants to be is on the roof. Yeah. They, they don't like it. It's high. It's dangerous. Uh, also, the flip side, uh, you don't want to know what's up there because you know it's probably bad <laughs> because it's been neglected for yeah. 10 years, 20 years, whatever. Yeah. And so... What we do is through those catalogs, we give them documentation of, of where their roof is. Sure. What those pictures do is, let's say a year from now, five years from now, a hailstorm comes through, they're going to now have original pictures to hold up against what the roof looks like after a storm. And so then if they're in an insurance situation uh, or they're up against the wall where insurance is trying to not live up to their end then they can have proof that, hey, this wasn't here now. It, it wasn't here then. It is here now. And, and so uh, we're just seeing it as a really great tool to allow the contractor, the business owner, and the, the insurance associate 
to all be facing the same direction from the beginning. <laughs> That's beautiful. And and then to just move forward from a place of of integrity and character and honesty. And no one's trying to get something that's not here. Let, let's start from a place of, of connectedness, really, uh, knowing that we're all at the same starting line and then just move forward from there. Mm. So that, Those are fantastic, fantastic ideas. Very, very opposite of what normal entrepreneurial approaches to business would be. Um, since it's so fresh and since it's so new and since it's doing business differently – why are you not concerned about sharing that in a public forum like this that other businesses might do the same thing? Does that concern you? No, because uh, anybody can try something, but unless you're committed to the value that it brings, you might do it for a couple months. And if you don't see a huge ROI, then you'll quit and, and go chase after the money. Yeah. And, and so... Uh, I love to share my ideas with anyone and everyone that wants to listen. You know, our, our goal when we started this company uh, as really a, a group of pastors, it was that we wanted to be the best, but we also wanted to elevate the industry. And, and so uh, we didn't want to just take over an industry, but call everyone else within the industry to something greater. And, and I think that, that if there's businessmen and women like that, in every industry, what a what an impact on our culture, on our cities, uh, and then even more so eternally, we can have as a business community when when we uh, stop looking at everyone as competitors and and start seeing them as people that we can call to a higher place and and then be able to serve people in a greater capacity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when you look at other commercial roofers that are out in the Oklahoma City metro area or the state because you'll be doing roofs all over the state before long. You don't see them as competitors, but you see them as people that you can urge to step up their game to do business differently, to elevate the playing field, uh, to because I would imagine if real if uh, residential roofers have the connotation of sleazeball, doesn't that carry over to commercial roofers too? Absolutely. Yeah. And so you're, you're calling everybody to a higher game to improve their performance, to change their perspective, so to speak. Absolutely. You know, you said it earlier that based on numbers, the, the growth that's supposed to take place here in our city. Yeah. And, and so it blows my mind to talk to businessmen and women that, that genuinely think, like, I can be the only person in X yeah. arena yeah. and serve all of these people. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just, it's unrealistic, and, and it'll never happen. Uh, even even the best and the baddest of anything, they represent such a small percentage of the whole state. And, and so uh, I just imagine what it can be like when we begin to see each other in that light as opposed to needing to, you know, bash someone else in order for me to look good because that's just a terrible place to come from. If if I have to bash you to to sell me, then I'm not worth selling to begin with. Yeah, well said. I had a uh, interview the other day with a um, young man. He was in his early 30s, like you. You're young. I'm old. Anyway, we were having a conversation, and I was actually uh, interviewing him as a potential loan officer for Redbud Mortgage. 
And um, we're talking, and I'm just not getting the sense that doing mortgages personally for the rest of his life is really what he wants. So I, I just stop, and I ask him one of the most important questions I think we can ever ask anybody. What do you want? What do you want? And so I asked him that question. I said, what do you really, really want? And he said, do you really want to know? I said, well, of course I want to know. And he said, I want to find a way to to residualize mortgages. In other words, where you get paid over and over and over and over on them. And I said, well, the only way to do that is if you begin to service people's mortgages and have them make their monthly payments to you. But to do that, you have to have bazillions of dollars to buy those mortgages so that you can hold them and people pay you. But then you got bazillions of dollars invested. I'm not sure the return on that is something you're willing to wait for at your level. I said, the other way to do it is to have your own mortgage company. And his eyes lit up. And he said, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, having other loan officers that I have work with me that I can build a company that way. And I said, why don't you come work with me for a year or so, and I'll help you do that. And he double blinked, and he looked at me, and he said, why would you do that? And I smiled, and I chuckled, and I said, why wouldn't I do that? And he said, that doesn't make any sense. I said, well, stop and think of it this way. You're going to open your own company someday. I would rather have a friend in the business rather than an arch enemy or a true competitor in the business. I'd rather have somebody that I know I can trust so that we can refer business back and forth when we can't get the deal done. Wouldn't you rather have it that way? And he smiled and he said, yeah. So that's kind of what you're talking about there. Nobody can do it all, but we need each other, but we have to carefully align ourselves with other people. So that we're, we're like-minded. So how are you finding people that you can align yourself with, both employees and business owners that you can begin to offer your services to? How do you go about finding those people that you can properly align with? Well, what, what I've started doing recently is, first off, trying to find men and women that, that have a relationship with Christ, first and foremost. Uh, if, if I'm unequally yoked, with a business partner or a, or a referral partner, at some point, we're going to find ourselves in a situation where we're, we're just not going to align in our thinking. And so that's first and foremost. So whatever it is, even if you don't believe like I believe, find people that deep down at their core believe like you believe. Okay. And that's where you have to start. Okay. And then what I've done, and, and I guess this could be another trade secret, but, but it's, it's great for business for all of us, is thinking through who your customer is yeah. and what other businesses might encounter that customer before you will. And, and then... Go with that a minute. Explain so, what that looks so, like. So for me, I, I'm a commercial roofer, and so I'm dealing with big buildings. So I'm going to be dealing with commercial AC companies, I'm going to be potentially aligning with a uh, maybe a, a roll-up door company that would be put installing roll-up doors on big commercial buildings. I met a guy the other day that he owns a company called Sound Management Group, where he goes into buildings and he helps them, kind of like the room we're in now, sound panels, and he uh, he helps them control the sound better and within their buildings. Uh, if, if sound carries from one room over to the next too great, then he can come in and help with that. Huh. He's a guy that has nothing to do with roofing. He'll never step foot on the roof, 
but he'll be in front of the same people I want to be in front of. And so if he and I can grow that relationship with each other and grow to trust one another, and then I know that that my company is going to be on the tip of his tongue when he's in there dealing with a business owner, then, then I'm going to gain business opportunity without ever even meeting people just because of how much more likely we are to work with people that are referred to us by people we already trust. Mm. So I love that. Let me go back. You said looking for people who share your faith in Christ, and and you link that up with prospective businesses too. Um, does that mean? Clarify that a little bit. Does that mean that you you won't do roofs on businesses who don't align with your faith in Christ? Absolutely not. The I mean, those are the people that I'm here to serve. Uh, if I had to choose, I'd rather do a roof for someone that doesn't believe like me than someone that does, uh, because I, I want to have that opportunity to invest into their life. Great. So you were talking a lot about employees and whatnot. So I think you know that this can get pretty messy uh, if 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 we're not careful. Uh, I think as far as aligning goes, you know, I, I think there's a big difference between someone that works for me and someone I've aligned myself with. Uh, I, I love to hire people that don't think just like I do. Okay. Uh, number one, because of what I can learn from them. Okay, good. Because they are so different than sure, me. Sure, sure. Uh, but also with the hope that, that they're going to gain something from me as well. But when, when it comes to a business partner or a referral partner, uh, and, and then if you even want to talk about your spouse, there's going to be things that you're going to cross paths with where very, very, very important decisions have to be made. Right. And if we're not coming from the same place, not to say we can't get to the same conclusion, but it will be oftentimes hard to get to the same conclusion because, you know, this person's interest might be to make money, but my interest is to serve people. And if I'm trying to serve people and he's only trying to make money, that at some point those interests are going to butt heads with each other and and something ugly could potentially come from it. Let's talk about serving people and how it relates to uh, a profitable growing business. Because, you know, almost every business out there has some kind of reference to we serve people. Right. You know, or I remember the days back when I grew up here in Oklahoma City, it was Jude and Jody Furniture where we love folks. And uh, that was their that was their their logo. The we love folks had a big old heart in the middle of it. And everybody talks about serving people, but yet when you really drill down into it, the bottom line is we got to make a profit. Right. But I'm, what I'm hearing you say is that bottom line, you got to really serve people. How can you do that and run a business successfully? How does that work? That's a great question. I I, I would say that there is a sweet spot where you figure out how to serve people well within the confines of your business. Okay. And so I know a lot of people can get weird and they see serving people and their business as two separate things. Mm -hmm. So they try to make money in order to, to then go and serve people, mm -hmm. or they try to make money so that then they can go volunteer for a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. When the, the greatest place for me to be is creating things like our cataloging of commercial buildings, that's a great way to add value and to serve people. Sure. And it doesn't make us money, but it aligns us to be able to make money. Okay. 
And, and so it gives us the best of both worlds. Yeah. So you would encourage people that are listening to this podcast who want to do business differently to find a way to serve their target audience in a way that doesn't necessarily put money in their pocket or in their business, but it provides a value to them that when they need that service or product, that they remember what has been done and they come back to you for that. Sure. Okay. And, and it could also be the other way around. In, in our residential roofing, you know, we had a protection plan that was a lifetime workmanship warranty that was pretty unheard of in our industry. Uh, again, a lot of people told us we could charge thousands for it, but we gave it away. And so, but that was on the back end of making money. So I don't want people to get confused that you've got to give something away for free first before you can think about making money because it can be the opposite. You can, you can sell a service, you can sell a good, but then follow up that sell with something that really adds value and, and, and both ways, in my opinion, are, are very successful. So, so really what we're talking about here is gaining proper perspective on money and service. You know, something may make you money, and that's a good thing, but it's not necessarily the best thing. Serving the people is the most important thing. So whether a thing makes a profit or not isn't a horrible question. It's just not the best first question to ask. The best first question to ask is, how can I serve you? Because if I do that, what happens? If I'm serving people, what happens? People are going to want to come back. They're going to want to tell people about you. Yeah. And it's just, you know, we live in an age where I was reading this the other day, uh, how ads on TV have gone way down with how often people are paying for them. Uh, radio commercials, all of those things are kind of fading out. And, and, and it's becoming a digital age and, and it's becoming a, a people age where it's so, sadly, it's so unheard of for businesses to love people that those that do are going to shine the brightest. And if, if people can understand that if I provide you with an experience where you genuinely felt changed, you'll never not come back to me. And you'll want your neighbors to know about me, your aunts and uncles. You'll post about me on Facebook. You'll be my advertising. And I didn't have to pay for you. Actually, you paid me. And, and you know, in, in the roofing world, it's a lot of fly-by-night. It's guys that hire foot soldiers to just bang down as many doors as they can. And as soon as those doors are gone, then they move to the next city. And they wonder why everybody hates them. It's because of the experience. Because they gave them the lack of experience. <laughs> or they gave them a bad experience. Yeah. So you so. opened up a whole, whole new topic that we don't have time to talk about today. And that is the experience. People are looking for an experience. Um, Chick-fil-A, not Chick-fil-A, um, uh, yeah, Chick-fil-A. You drive by any number of those all around town. I don't care what time of day you go by. There's a line of cars, two lines of cars, because they all have double drive throughs And when they get real busy, there's people standing out there taking your order ahead of time. I don't care if it's like today, 100 degrees outside. Why are they doing that? It's because people have had a great experience. They get the order correct, and when they hand you your order, they look you in the eye, and you say, thank you, and they say what? My pleasure. My pleasure. My 
pleasure. And it's more than just words for Chick-fil-A. It is their culture. Right. It is their culture. So Draper and Sons lives that culture every day. How may I serve you? And it is my pleasure. And so what I'm going to summarize it up this way as we close this segment of Red Bud Radio by saying that from Kyle Draper, find out how you can serve your target audience and look at it first and foremost, not as a profit center, but as a service center to provide an experience that they will not soon forget so that if they do go somewhere else, they'll compare the experience and want to come back to you. Kyle, it's been wonderful to have you on the show today. Would you come back again if I ask you? Yes, sir. I'll uh, be happy to. Oh, man, I love you so much. Well, this has been Red Bud Radio. Thank you for stopping by today. We've been visiting with Kyle Draper. He's the owner of Draper & Sons Construction here in Oklahoma City. If you need commercial or uh, roofing, please reach out to him. There's going to be a link underneath this podcast that you can reach out to him. And I encourage you to do so. He's a man that I know and I like and I trust. And those are the kind of people that we have on Red Bud Radio. I'm Trey Bowden, your host. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. We look forward to sharing this time with you again very, very soon. And until then, be blessed. This has been a production of Destiny Creative.